you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hope that we find you in God's arms, just having a great day, serving our Lord. We're quite honored to, that you would turn on these broadcasts, that you would tune us in, and Zero is in and be part of that. We find Kevin. He's out there in Madison, Wisconsin. And what's going on in Madison these days, Kevin? Well, I preached here Sunday, and um, I got here Sunday afternoon. No, no, no. Excuse me. I am so wrong. I preached here Wednesday. Sunday, I was in Eau Claire, and in the morning, I was in Antigo, or they call it Antigo, A-N-T-I-G-O. And brother, there was some good stuff taking place on Sunday. Let me just tell you, on Sunday, um, a pastor that was at one of our camps uh, had I told him I'm coming through the area. He said, please come and tell us all about this. And so I just did a light L I T E version of wounded spirits, you know, a few slides some stuff and some preaching and four people immediately said, we've got to hear more of this, get this guy back. And so they're looking at, you know, different possibilities, you know, he wants to do a chapter if he can get someone to work it, but that's just pretty, pretty awful good when people that are hurting, are recognizing that Jesus uh, has something and they want it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, you know, that's what it's all about is uh, allowing God to use this and for his glory. That's all we want. Gavin's out there banging away, starting chapters, getting to know people. And, you know, we don't go anywhere, Kevin, without finding hurt people. We don't go anywhere without finding people upside down a little bit. Right. Yeah. That's, that's it. It's anywhere we go. There seems like, there's this hidden group, this, you know, this secret uh, sufferer. It's kind of like the woman with the issue of blood who's just, you know, people know there's something wrong. They're quiet. They're hurting. They're draining of strength. But, you know, we can't do anything to help them. So they're, they're kind of avoiding one another. Yeah, you're not alone out there, friends, is what we want you to know, that we all suffer somewhere. And uh, being able to have a group of people, being able to get together is a pretty cool thing. And so we find ourselves, the questions are a little more difficult, I think, and uh, but they're not bad. So what was the goddess of Ephesus called who worshipped the most? Diana. Yeah, the Temple of Diana. So we got 100% going on there. There are things happening in Madison. It must be in the air. It must be the extension cords coming through the window because they blew up his electrical box. I don't know, maybe a leak or two with the slide out. But listen, you need to you need to pray about that. So Kevin has found himself upside down. I literally, folks, needing like $16,000, $17,000 worth of repairs. We really need you to pray about that. This is Kevin's home. So a lot of people say, man, I've never even put that in my house. This is Kevin's house. And Kevin's house is on wheels. It's all he has. And and he pays his mortgage on that every month, just like you pay your mortgage on your house. So pray, pray. If you can do something, get a hold of us. And uh, so we're looking at a word today. We were we were, <clears throat> we're really looking at power, but in this particular perspective, power over death, going into looking at the life of Christ, what Christ is going to do with um, Lazarus and, and his old dead body that has no life left in it, and just having the power over death and realizing that the God you serve has the power over death. 
So think about that. And I, I, I love that God can do that. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. God gives life. God takes away life. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shall thou be with me in paradise. So here he is. He's on the cross, Kevin. He's, there's one guy on the cross who's vile, arrogant. The other guy on the cross is like, he's the Christ. You know what he got to do? He got to spend eternity with the Christ. And whosoever leaveth and believeth in me, the Bible says in John 11, and we went through it a little while ago, uh, just a couple weeks ago, it shall never die. Believest thou this? And God has the power over death, Kevin. And I am so thankful that I serve the God who has the power over death. Boy, you know, there's no greater power than than someone that can raise the dead. There's no one on earth right now that can raise the dead. I don't care what any of these faith healers say. And certainly God can do it, but God's going to do it when and where he wants. And I'm not trying to be hyper-sovereign about it, but these gifts that people are claiming, I, I just don't believe. Don't don't go along with it. But, um, but that we, in fact, in the New Testament, Jesus said, the works that I do, uh, he that believeth in me, he, he shall do them do them a greater. So that's fulfilled in many of the verses later in the New Testament, where it says in Ephesians 3.20, for instance, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. So the when Jesus was on earth, his disciples did not have the indwelling spirit. And he told them <clears throat> that greater works would they do because he goes to the Father, meaning he's going to send the Holy Spirit to live inside people. And that's why it says in Ephesians chapter one, verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. And <clears throat> there's more there as well, but the whole point is, Resurrective power. You can't get anything better than that. So I can I can go out here and you know I've got these extension cords. I've got a 30 amp cord and a 20 amp cord running into my coach right now. I can go and stick my hand on a bare 30 amp wire and just feel lots of power. But you know what? That's the power to kill. And it can run some motors, it can run some lights, and it's a, and it can kill. But you take the power of God, it is so powerful, but surgically used that it inside of us can go to the circumstance that needs resurrection, that needs new life, that needs infusion of grace and strength. And it can, whatever, if you're listening today, whatever you're going through, this is the power that you need. And this is the power that according to the scriptures, Ephesians 1.19, Ephesians 3.20 is available to you today. And, uh, and that's what we see in this story of Lazarus, Doug. There is power, power, wonder-working power. Man, I like that. That's true, brother. And I, I'm glad you mentioned faith healers. There's so much. Now, folks, don't get me wrong. We, we should do what the Bible says. We should anoint people within our local churches with oil and pray for them and lift sure. them up to God. But God does the healing. But if they were really people who had the power of God to heal, there would be people who had the power of God to raise the dead. And uh, folks, let me tell you, only 
only Christ can do that. Only God can do that. And we find ourselves moving along with the life of Christ and uh, so much pain, so much hurt in this world. And, and Christ finds himself right in the middle of it. Here's two sisters. Their lives are upside down. Friends whose lives are upside down. People crying. Some may be fake. Some may be real. Uh, but life is going on. And they end up at the grave. And that's where we find ourselves this morning. And it said, Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. They're saying the body has decomposed, Lord. He, he's going to stink. This is going to be a stinky situation. We've buried people before. We've brought them to the tomb. We've found dead people. We know that dead things stink. But look what Jesus said. Jesus saith unto her, said, I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. I said, just believe. Martha, just believe for a minute. Don't get hung up in this for a minute. Don't worry about the stink. Trust your Savior. Trust your God. And uh, then they took away the stone and the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always because of the people which stand by. I said it that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Now, friends, I want you to know if he said come forth, I believe all the dead would have come forth. I believe all the dead in Christ would have banged out of graves, been around the world, would have shocked doctors and hospitals and ambulances and on the side of the street or whatever the case. And, and it says, and he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, loose him and let him go. Here's Christ doing what Christ does best. No one's ever died in Christ's presence. As a matter of fact, he brings back this, uh, this dead man who's been dead four days, and in Jewish tradition, after three, uh, man, his spirit's gone, his soul's gone, there's no help, everything's gone, there's no chance. And um, folks, a couple things we need to walk away from with this. And I said that yesterday, remove the stones from your life. Um, don't be covering up things and trying to hide things and remove the stones from your life and trust God to do the work. And, 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 and I think also I look at this and there's this great importance that we have in faith. And here we are, Jesus is reassuring Martha and, and you know, just be faithful. Trust me, you know, uh, just, just remove this stone, remove it, have faith. And, and folks have faith today, have faith that Christ can do a work in your life. Have faith that that mountain you're standing in front of, you can climb, have faith that that lousy coworker who's a knucklehead will stop being a knucklehead. God can change things in your life and just have faith. Today's about faith. Make it a faithful day today. We'll be right back with you. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Power of miracles. You know, Kevin, he sits there and he instructs them. He says, listen, I, I, I'm praying to God out loud. I want you to hear this for the benefit of you standing by. I want you to see what miracles look like. I, I'm so glad that we have a God that showed us miracles. But even without those miracles, he's still our God, Kevin. 
Boy, you know, you said so many good things, and there's so much in this passage of scripture. What what I want to what I want to mention a comment on what you said is according to Jewish tradition, evidently that after three days the spirit left, it hovered around it for three days, and so uh, now it's four days. And how many times does God kind of wait until after hope is gone? In other words, when when your back's to the wall, there's no there's no hope. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. You're just thinking, okay, the decision today is between faith and feeling, or, or you could say between fact and feeling. The fact is that I know that God in the past has never left me alone, and He's always shown up. He's always got me through. The bills have always been paid. We've been, you know, I've messed I've messed myself up before, but even so, God raised that back up from the dead. And whatever the case, God seems to God seems to sometimes let our back get to the wall and our faith's in the balance, and we're just about to fall, like the song says. Um, so, brother, I'm just amazed that God still shows up, and when his presence is there, everything's just fine. And so I think in anything that I go through, I want to make a beeline, first of all, and I'm pretty slow about this, but I want to make a beeline, first of all, to Jesus Christ, maybe <clears throat> get some some good godly music, some Christian music going, something that will really minister to the soul so that my so that my eyes are turned from my personal sorrow from the feeling to the to the reality of God's worthiness and his holiness and his the highness of God. When that happens, brother, this is sometimes yeah. where it seems like God steps into the situation. Praise God. He does, man. I, I'm so thankful for that. And, and and you know, just again illustrating what we started with, the power over death, illustrating that through Christ we have this freedom, we have this new life, and that there will be a day that we're all called uh, for eternal life, that we shall serve, that uh, we pass from death on this earth unto life. Those of us who believe in Jesus Christ, those of us who trust in him, those of us who accept his plan for all eternity, that power is inside you. That power, the Holy Spirit indwells within you. And and, I, and I'm so happy for that. And, and you know, there's something else going on here that catches my attention, and there's gratitude in Christ's prayer, the way he's praying. I can't think of how many times I've prayed with a, I think a root of doubt, just this little kind of sort of root of doubt where I'm like, and dear God, uh, help me today, you know, if you can, or uh, God, uh, you know, a little bit of help would be all right. You know, we need to pray with power. We need to pray with understanding. We need to pray with an acceptance that God can do unbelievable things, and and, and he will if he chooses to. And, 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 you know, I'm reminded on a daily basis, God gives us the ability to have peace in any situation. He, he, you know, he guards our hearts if we let him. He guards our minds if we let us. He leads us in path of uh, passive righteousness if we let him. He, he gives us confidence and uncertainty. And, he, you know, he gives us satisfaction when we are the least satisfying people on earth, when we're just complaining and bickering. Kevin, he provides so much. Th- this Savior, this Lord Jesus, he gives us so much. Boy, the, when he shows up, his provision just eclipses the problem. 
So, you know, if it's like if I'm struggling here and I've got a pocket full of change and I'm like, what in the world, man, I, I want to go get myself a burger I need to eat. And I've got, you know, I've just scraped together a pile of change. And then a rich man shows up and he's got like this little just one little piece of what he's got is some, you know, doubloon, uh, you know, of, of, of worth a hundred thousand dollars worth. That's a good day, man. When that, when he shows up and gives that, that's a good day. And that makes you say, wow, and that was nothing for him to do that. So I want to follow the guy and get some, <clears throat> you know, I think I'm going to stick with him. Well, that's the way this Jesus Christ is. Um, you know, I had a, a time when I was in my rig, brother i was in the in the coach here and it was just it was in a dark a dark place kind of a dark hallway so to speak and i you know the the light had turned off and and uh i was ushered into this darkened darkened place and it seemed like god was saying just keep going this is a hallway this is not a bedroom this is this is a passage and so i had to i remember a time where i just I was listening to the Hallelujah Chorus. It was Christmas a couple of years ago, I think. And I just remember laying on my face on this tile floor and just weeping and moistening the floor and saying, God, there's nothing. I've, there's nothing left in my mind to to live for in the in the eyes of the world. It, everything's topsy-turvy. I guess this was probably three years ago. Everything was so upended. And you know what? Jesus showed up and said, uh, lift up your eyes, roll away the stone at the end of the hallway. And like David said, I went into a large room. So from there, uh, I was able to, you know, I, I, things happen. For instance, I, w I went to a wounded spirits camp, just plain and simple. I went to a wounded spirits camp and there I heard people talking and saying, I remember the one guy saying, yeah, my name's so-and-so and I'm a narcissist. Hmm. <laughs> that was Brother James. I, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought to myself, wow, I knew the guy. He was a godly person. But what he was saying is, and his wife was there, and she was like, Yeah, I lived with a narcissist. But uh she they they were both saying God stepped into the situation, God rolled the stone away, God made it all better. And I just thought, wow, wow, I'm in the best place in the world. I'm entering a large room with a bunch of people who have been blindsided, eat things done to them, things done by them, whatever the case, we're in a good place because we're, we're finding Jesus and we're pointing others to Jesus. And I just said, Lord, if you let me, I'll live the rest of my life doing that. And, uh, and it's been an exciting journey. Oh, I love our God. You know, and I, I was thinking about that dark hallway in certainly we've all been in there years ago. I preached a message entitled God's waiting room. And, uh, I talked how God sometimes puts us in a waiting room and things don't go exactly as we planned. You know, mm -hmm. Joseph ended up in prison for all those years by a lie from Potiphar's wife. And Moses waited 40 years on the wrong side of the desert, you know, just, just life. I, I think waiting is part of our growth. It's our journey. It's part of God's plan and purpose in our lives. And I want to assure you, if you're listening to us this morning, Hey, I get it. You know, 
Abraham and Sarah were, were supposed to be waiting and they went down the wrong road. And, and, uh, but when you're in God's waiting room, that's the time you don't pick up a magazine. You pick up the word of God. That's the time you, you don't curl up on the couch and take a nap. That's the time you find yourself on the floor like Kevin and, and, and leaving tear stains and knowing that God's taking your tears and he's bottling them in God's waiting yep. room. Folks, that's the time where God renews our strength. It tells us in Isaiah 40, 31. Uh, that's the time when we trust in him. That's the time where, you know, it will be like eagles will mount up with wings as eagles, but we got to go in the waiting room with the right spirit, with the right heart, with the right timing, with the right God. And uh, we got to get rid of those roots of bitterness, and we go in there with uh, roots of happiness and godliness and Christ and trusting and knowing there's a miracle waiting for us, knowing that it's going to be all right. And and when you do that, folks, God's waiting room, uh, it, it ushers in something new. It becomes God's altar. And when it becomes God's altar, it becomes something great in our lives. And, and uh, it may not look exactly the way you thought your life was going to look, but when God gets a hold of it, man, what a day it'll be what a year it'll be what a life it'll be we sure do love you come back tomorrow we're moving forward on the life of christ may god bless you thank you for listening to our broadcast at help for wounded spirits we believe the bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your lord and savior the bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.